You're listening to the Joy Journals podcast. Welcome, Joy Warriors. Rachel Gombosh here, creator of the Joy Journals and founder of the I Choose Joy movement, a social movement dedicated to showing society through education and action that the joy we seek in our daily lives is instilled in our principles, values, and identity, not in our circumstances. In this podcast, we will be highlighting individuals who make the conscious choice to exude joy in their daily lives. Without further ado, let's introduce this week's guest. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of the Joy Journals. I'm sitting here with Jamie Law, the founder and director of TEDx Cincinnati. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Rachel. (laughs) Awesome. So (laughs) I love TEDx. Um, I was super excited to get involved and to have you guys contact me back. And so really just let's start out with what your story is and how you got involved in actually creating TEDx here in Cincinnati. Well, it goes back quite a ways. Uh, 2011, we started here in Cincinnati with TEDx Cincinnati, and we did a first women's event then. Um, But I originally started because I actually started TEDx Semester at Sea, which is a TEDx on a ship with 600 college students. And we (laughs) traveled around the world. Yeah. Uh, on uh, on what's called Semester at Sea. Uh, it's a fantastic program. And I wanted to do something really special. It was right when the X was coming out in TED, which is independently organized events. So I put together a partnership with Semester at Sea. We put on the first TEDx outside of Istanbul with 600 college students and the whole uh, ship. So it was pretty amazing. When I got off the ship, I worked with Ted and TEDx, and they. I was coming back home to Cincinnati and uh, started Cincinnati. Holy cow. I was like, just, she said that, you know, she was just starting out with the TEDx women, and I was like, awesome, cool, it was just a women's event, and then she goes off saying, no, we were on a cruise ship. Definitely not what I was expecting, but that's awesome. For three awesome. months that's so, on a ship. So what were some... <laughs> of your favorite talks being with like the college students. So were it, was it students talking to other students? Like how did you get speakers for those events? Cause once again, you're stranded at sea. Right. However long. Exactly. So. Well, the semester at sea, what well, we were on the summer program. So it was a summer semester. It was basically almost three months. And we traveled to um, nine different countries. And so what happened was it, on that particular ship, We have students and our students became actually part of our production and the students were fascinating. So some of some students applied and they became speakers. Some of the actual professors and faculty are from all over the world doing amazing things. They actually were speaking. We had guests uh, that were from the embassies that came on the ships. They were our speakers. So we did. We had all kinds of people. It was amazing. That's awesome. So when you first started, how did you first get connected with Ted, like in, in general? Well, I mean, Ted was just coming out online. Mm-hmm. It was on the internet and I saw Ted Talks and I love Ted Talks. Yeah. And I really put together partnerships uh, 
sort of as as my thing, my my day job, yeah. if you want to call it that. And so when I, when I saw, when I was going on Semester at Sea as the communications PR coordinator for the ship, I wanted to do something really special. And it was right when that X part of TED was coming out, which meant they were, TED does not travel around. They have one week, once a year that they are in Vancouver. And the X's is basically all the different regional events. Yeah. And so when I finished that, they said, why don't you do Cincinnati? Yeah. And I said, okay, let's build a community in Cincinnati, yeah. which is where I, you know, where I, yeah. where I was living. That's so awesome. So how crazy is your life now that you are basically running a chapter of TED here in a major metropolitan area? <laughs> it's been a, it's been a trip. <laughs> We've grown from, you know, what a hundred people at that first event to mm -hmm. we have hundreds of people show up for our main stage events. We're very excited this year. We're actually taking our TEDx Sensei main stage, which we usually have around spring in the springtime. Uh, we just had one May 18th, but we are actually looking to do um, another TEDx Cincinnati women's event on December 4th this year. Yeah. Awesome. So we're really excited about that. That's awesome. So do you guys have, when you create your main stage event and your women's event, do you create themes for each one? And then are you trying to fit speakers to those themes? Or is it more so like we get the speakers first and then the theme arises from that? It's a good question. <laughs> so it's a really good question. So one thing that people may or may not understand about TED is, is that it is a very broad um, it's always broad. Mm -hmm. So in other words, an event is, is about the experience. So it's not like a conference where if you were going to an educational conference, yeah. you see all the kinds of educational speakers or technology conference. Instead, the beauty of TED is, is it's kind of like you're bringing together world-class thought leaders from mm -hmm. all different industries. And so it's, it's sort of a broad theme. Yeah. So when we're looking for speakers, we're looking for different industry experts in different areas to yeah. share not an idea that they're thinking about, but an idea that they've already created or yeah. done. So that's another difference with TED versus it's it's an idea we're spreading that's already, you know, been worked on. Yeah. That's really awesome too, and that's great that it's kept broad because I think it's easier to reach a wider audience when you're not necessarily honed in on a specific topic. Because um, I'm sure if you could imagine having 10 people speak on who knows what, but the same thing, I mean, you're probably only going to get a select exactly. amount of viewers. So yeah, that's definitely really cool. Um, so what what is one of your favorite or most interesting talks? that you've heard, because oh. I'm sure you've heard a lot. So. We have heard a lot. Yeah. We have had so many talks. It's hard for me to pick a favorite, honestly. I mean, because I actually, the reason why I love TED so much is, is there is so many different mm -hmm. things. There's, there's talks on technologies from artificial intelligence to um, drones or autonomous vehicles to everything about humanity and yeah. about life and love and relationships 
and expertise on that. And we've had people from, you know, all different walks of life from young, very young speakers who are, I think our youngest so far has been, I want to, I, I think he was 12 at the oh time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I think he was 12 at the time and he was incredible. And then we, we've had our oldest speaker we just had and our last one is was 86 years old. So yeah. it's just amazing. You know, these people all are doing incredible things. They have so many um, knowledge and, and just over some yeah. some have overcome the most incredible yeah. circumstances and i just love being there to be able to highlight and feature yeah. them so when you guys are looking for speakers um, what what exactly what traits or what qualities are you looking for in someone another good question <laughs> Because you well, know all those viewers out there who want their own TED Talk, they, they want to know. <laughs> everybody wants to do a TED Talk. That's what we know for sure. But um, honestly, we we really, obviously, being authentic, we want people who, well, first, they need to have an expertise in, in whatever they're talking about. Yeah. Because it's not a pure motivational or inspirational speech. That's mm -hmm. not what... Ted is. Yeah. That's what other platforms are, which are great. But Ted is really about one main idea. So mm -hmm. it's usually just a, a little tidbit of what this person has done. Yeah. And then, um, so when we're looking for people, we're really looking for that expertise. We're looking for that expertise that is shared um, with an amazing story that they may have that has brought them to that point or, or a journey that they've been on that highlights that. So it's really, it, it, it varies. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty big range. Sometimes we don't know until we actually see them or hear them. Yeah. Um, and we go look for people as well. So we, cool. we go and look for people who are doing amazing things, who are thought leaders in their, in their industry. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely awesome. Um, another question I had is, you kind of mentioned how you go out and you search for people. So how do you, how do you find people? How are you connecting with them? Is this through just events that you've held? Is this through social media? Are you getting people who have maybe previously done a TED talk and you want them to come speak at one of Cincinnati's events? Like how, how do you find these people? Well, actually we, we have a couple different ways. One, we have a team of industry leaders who basically you know, share people that they think are really doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. And we look, we look at them. Um, we also travel and to different conferences or, 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 or places like that where we are really looking for what's next. Yeah. What's, what's next? What are people doing? What has not been seen? We always are looking for somebody like that. We do a lot of research um, on the internet as well. We also have an application process that we put out that we ask people to fill out a form and submit a video that mm -hmm. comes out. Um, it's not out all the time, so you have to kind of check with the web with yeah. our website at TEDx Cincinnati. But what we do is we put that out there so that people who 
would like to share their expertise or have somebody that they know they can go in and 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 send in their very short their specific qualifications yeah you know we're looking for artists entertainers yeah. you know enthusiasts uh, uh, everybody right so you know, i'm curious to know what was the expertise for this this 12 year old because <laughs> i'm trying to think of what i, I was know. Doing. what was i doing at 12 because it wasn't anything like this <laughs> i know that's a good point you know he he was incredible he um was a young man that basically uh had had a situation mm-hmm. and he he studied the stars I, I, yeah. he, and, and because he had a lot of time yeah. and so he, he his whole story was was not only how he overcame some of what his circumstances were mm-hmm. but this very futuristic look into the future yeah it was very unique yeah and then we've had um we are one of our recent ones um izzy wild she's amazing she was from we found i i actually found her and then brought her to the team and she uh was this young girl at seven years old she ended up getting sick, just mm-hmm. a normal. She went home from school one day and she ended up uh, getting spinal meningitis overnight and ended up wow. having to have all four limbs amputated. Oh my gosh. And she is the most incredible young woman. Mm-hmm. She, what she not only overcame, she's now, uh, when she came last year, she was 15. And she just, her story is amazing what she has done, the fact that she can do everything. Yeah. She even was being trained to become a race car driver. And she does, yeah. She she can put on... I mean, she just is amazing. Yeah. You should Holy check her crap. out. Just go to TEDx Cincinnati on YouTube. If you go to TEDx Cincinnati YouTube and put in like 2018, you can look up Izzy Weil and you can look up all the other speakers. Yeah incredible that's unreal it is it's really cool to hear the different ideas and the different topics that people come up with um i love listening to ted what is your favorite my favorite actually funny you ask um so my favorite ted talk that i've heard her name i'm gonna screw up her last name hold on one second i'll pull up i'll pull out her book that i ended up getting because of her ted TED Talk. talk um ingrid lee So she talks about how your environment affects the joy you feel, like your physical environment. And so she was describing um, colors and flowers and everything in that. And so I thought that was just really cool because I think it's one thing to talk about how maybe colors or your environment kind of influence your mood. I mean, everyone talks about how they have like the seasonal affective disorder where right. like you're really mad in the winter and upset and then in the summer everyone's all happy. Um, but she actually talks about like specific colors and the amount of color, um, why people feel more calm and serene when there's like greenery around you. Um, and then she promoted her book at the end, which is called Joyful. And so the surprising power of ordinary things to create extraordinary happiness. And so I just started reading this. Um, I'm not very far in, but it's really cool. She talks about just things um, in abundance that are in your life that create joy. 
like I said, colors. Um, she was actually mentioning there's a hotel in either China or Japan. And what it does is like the floor is not even, and that actually stimulates all of your different senses because wow. you're walking on this uneven floor and how the walls were all different colors. And she said when she first walked in, it was overwhelming, but it was uplifting to her mood. And so it was really, it's really cool and really interesting to learn about all of that. But it's one of those things where I'm just like, how, how did you come up with that? Like, what, where did that thought process come from? Just kind of how we were talking right. about a little bit earlier about um, when people create the most, I don't want to say meaningless items, but like they seem so simple and then they become billionaires and you know, your whole thought process goes into, well, why didn't I think to create that? Right. I but mean, people are so fascinating. They really, are. They're just fascinating. I've met the most incredible people. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has a story. That's, yeah. that's the truth that everybody has a story. Right. And the question is, is, is that story a Ted talk or is it, a story right and so there there is a difference but I just find people fascinating I love to you know see what people are doing the services that that are impacting a lot of people you know what yeah. what you know it's just I, I love I love people I, I love connection well, it's nice because it's just it's conversation I think what's great about like TEDx specifically is if you think these are all just ordinary people, like it's not like they're pulling out big name stars to come no. speak at these events. Like this is your neighbor. This is your coworker. Like these are people who you could pass every day and you don't even realize. And they've got these amazing thoughts and ideas that they want to and need to spread. Um, so that was one thing I've always really appreciated about TED Talks is just the ability to communicate with those around you and actually hearing their stories and hearing what has come out of those stories and how everyone around them can learn from them. Right. Well, we have found what I always find amazing is after a show, um, after one of our um, main stage events, Mm -hmm. basically their experiences. It's, It's not about one speaker. When you're coming to a TEDx Cincinnati main stage event, you are coming for the experience. Yeah. You're not coming to hear one speaker. So we try to create this incredible experience from the minute you walk in the door to the minute you leave. Yeah. But we do have 12, say we have 10 to 12 speakers and performers. Well, we always ask people, well, who is your favorite? Yeah. And I always am surprised that it's not the same for everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it amazes me, you know, that they could be, everybody gets picked. Right. Which is you know, yeah, fun. So you never, and they're not people who that they even know or would expect to know. That's why you're, that's why you're coming to a TED right event. You're coming to be open to new ideas mm-hmm. and new perspectives. So what goes into creating, creating that experience for people? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> a great team. <laughs> we have a great team. Yeah. We, we, um, yeah, we do all kinds of things. I mean, it's really important. We, you know, we take a lot of pride in curating the content. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say that is curating the speakers appropriately. It yeah. takes a lot of time. We also have speaker coaches from around the world that work with each one of our speakers. And so it, 
looks simple when they get up there, but yeah. these speakers have been working for months yeah. uh, with a coach and it's, you know, and they are given a specific amount of time. Usually our talks, we prefer to have shorter talks, mm -hmm. uh, usually around seven, yeah. eight minutes yeah. um, is the talk time because we, we do it in a certain amount of time and right. it's to the minute. Um, so it's really, uh, you know, we, we have things, fun things when they come in. We have like Innovation Alley where we have all kinds of hands-on experiences yeah. that they can do. Um, they get to meet the speakers. So it's not like these are untouchable. Mm -hmm. We try to make it a very friendly, fun, interactive experience. That's awesome. So I saw too that you guys had advertised that you, you also get entertainers. And you, you also said that. Um, I did see that one of the entertainers was a swords follower. Yes. So I'm curious as to how disturbing that was to watch. Because I know that's one of those things where I have always... It's like cringeworthy almost. It is. Like you can't take your eyes off it though. <laughs> it is. We, that was... Uh, we, we had... Um, his name is Dan Luckett. And mm -hmm. he's he's in, really incredible. He's a yeah. circus performer. So he's, a, he's an expert. Yeah. This is not something that people go and do on their own. And he actually told the story about the, you know, about sword swallowing. Yeah. There's like a, a whole 600 years, I think. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, oh I hope I did not say that wrong. But anyway, you can watch his <laughs> TED Talk. But um, so anyways, at TEDx Cincinnati. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, then he actually, it is not a trick. Mm -hmm. It is a real sword and he swallows it. Uh, it is the scariest thing to me ever. Right. I was like, oh my God, I could barely watch. Well, I'm sure the last thing you're thinking is like, please just don't drop down Oh my God, stage. I did. And I told him, please don't do that. He goes, I haven't yet. And it's been thousands. It's a whole. But um, I, what I found interesting about it is uh, we always like to do something with an element of surprise. Yeah. You asked how to create the experience. Yeah. We love to have some, some sort of surprise stuff yeah. as well. And he actually picked somebody from the audience. It was truly a random person to come up and help him, which... Oh I would have gosh. died. I would have been like, I can't do it. I yeah. can't be held responsible for taking your life. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, there's an art to it, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it is not a random thing. It's, yeah. it's a, it is dangerous, but it's a very uh, specific and it's an expertise. Yeah. Again, qualifies in that category because not only did we learn about this ancient art, which yeah. is sword swelling, we actually have one of very few people that know how to do it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's Ted worthy, right? right. So that was one of the things that we, we did this past year. Gosh. My stomach but is we've, just like dropping. It is. I'm just I'm, thinking of like swallowing a sword. <laughs> I know. I mean, we've had dancers. We had an yeah. amazing uh, uh, young girl who actually did a, 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 a very ancient Chinese dance called Peking Opera and it's pretty intense yeah and so and the makeup it took for her to put on her costume literally took I think three and a half hours to put on her face her makeup oh my gosh I mean it's that unique yeah so again we really take a lot of pride in curating our our 
you know, main stage events, yeah. we really work hard to get a diverse group of people that are thought leaders and mm -hmm. thinkers and doers in so many different yeah. ways. That's amazing. So that's awesome. Um, and by the way, all of these talks are posted on their YouTube page at TEDx Cincinnati. So like, be sure to go watch them. Um, cause especially if you want some awesome ideas and just new eye opening or new eye opening experiences on some of these, these people, um, be sure to watch those something I had and it totally just escaped my mind. Um, oh, what are, you know, we've been sitting here for a couple hours chatting. What are some experiences that people can look forward to this year? Ah, this year we're really uh, expanding and working on the community, the TEDx mm -hmm. Cincinnati community. One of the best things about TEDx Cincinnati, again, is not only what happens on the stage, it's what happens off the stage. Mm -hmm. And we know that from all these years. Yeah. Um, so this year we are actually taking it to a whole new level. So we will be having a TEDx Cincinnati women's event. Uh, that'll be on December 4th. Um, we'll look ahead to our, uh, our main stage event in the spring. We also are hoping to work on uh, some experiences. Yeah. So some TEDx Sensei experiences, which will be smaller, more intimate experiences where they'll be behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So we'll put it out on social media. So if you, if you know, just, just follow us on TEDx Cincinnati on our Instagram page, in LinkedIn, and on Facebook mm -hmm. um, so that you know when things are happening. Um, we're hoping this year to also do some salon events, which are smaller, again, more intimate events um, combined with some happy hours. Yeah. So we really want people to not think that the only way they can be involved in TEDx Cincinnati is to be a speaker. That's one of very few ways to be involved. Yeah. There's so many other things. It's really about connection and about meeting each other. Um, you just won't, you, 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 people are just great. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's important too, because not only are you as an organization being able to connect with the community that, you know, oh, the word is the community that you're communicating with, that you're interacting with, um, you're building those connections and those networks. But I think it's nice because you're, you're providing them a service and you're giving them a space to share their own ideas, even if they don't have a TED Talk. And so that's exactly. important because that's exactly what, what this organization is all about in the first place. Right. So. It really is. So I hope that, you know, I, I totally am excited for you to be a part <laughs> of our community. Yeah, well, welcome to the TEDx Cincinnati community, Rachel. We are thrilled. I am so you excited. You know, we are really, you know, uh, we do look for volunteers right mm -hmm. now. We have a, a window open at, um, if you look on the Facebook page, I believe there is a form out there for people that might want to be involved on our core team. Uh, there is a few positions that we're interviewing for. It is an all volunteer team, just so everybody understands. Mm -hmm. So there is a commitment, but we, we really have a lot of fun yeah. and we meet incredible people and really, I mean, it's the coolest organization yeah. in the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so maybe we should get like a, 
I know there's no oceans quite near us, but there should be like a TEDx Cincinnati cruise. And yeah, we, there we go. Let's pull that one together. It might it might have to start off as like a riverboat ride. <laughs> yes, that is true. It is true. We actually have something similar to that. Oh, do we? <laughs> yeah, we do. Oh, but that's for another podcast. Okay, yes, we can talk about that later. Well, Jamie, thank you for for sitting here and talking with me. I have a couple wrap-up questions that I do every episode. They're just fun, easygoing, easy outgoing questions. So one of them is, what is your favorite pump-up song? Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Oh, I will survive. Uh, Ah, Oh, and also I do like um, Beautiful from Carol King. Like, you know. You gotta Love wake up it. in the morning with a smile on yeah. your face and I'll have so to add those. I have a collaborative uh, Spotify playlist, so I'll have to really? add those. Really? Oh, I'll totally. Um, second question is what is your favorite or most memorable childhood memory? Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I have funniest to funniest or whatever. <laughs> I, you know, that's a funny thing. I, I really had such an amazing childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just lived in a neighborhood that we all played on the street yeah. every day. We, the entire neighborhood would go outside and either be playing baseball or kickball or ghosts in the graveyard. They don't do, they don't do it anymore, but we did every night and every night at dinner time, every mother would come Mm -hmm. out and yell, dinner! (laughs) And we'd all run in and we'd say, we'd be out after dinner and we'd come back out after dinner. Place so I just think it just was is being yeah it's playing. Aww. We just played every those days every still, day. Me still wishing we had recess as adults. I know. Well, doesn't... you know, it is kind of recess. It is. Life yeah. is recess. That's true. It, life's what you make it. Yeah. Hannah absolutely. Montana. So let's make it rock. <laughs> let's make it a good day. Um, Jamie, and then I have one more question for you, and that is where. I know we kind of touched on them a little bit throughout this conversation, but where can people follow TEDx? Okay, so you can go to TED, T-E-D-X, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a website, TEDxCincinnati.com. You can uh, become, you know, join our, our, our subscription or... Network. Thank you. <laughs> community. Yes. Join our TEDx Cincinnati community. Follow us on Facebook at mm-hmm. TEDx Cincinnati on our Facebook page. We have a LinkedIn uh, LinkedIn profile, a group, TEDx Cincinnati. Everything is under TEDx Cincinnati. Perfect. Instagram, TEDx Cincinnati. And we do contests. We do all kinds of fun things. So awesome. get involved. Yeah, I'll be sure to put all of the links to those in the show notes so you guys can check them out. But we can't we can't wait to see what happens this year and see all the events that you know TEDx is posting and really be involved. So once again, thank you for sitting here and talking to me. My gosh, thank you. <laughs> I love this. This is so much yeah, fun. Our podcast fun. I really like them. I just like conversation. I do too. <laughs> well, thanks guys for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Joy Journals. Be sure to subscribe to our channel and leave us a rating. We want to make sure we are spreading joy and inspiration to as many people as possible, and leaving a rating will help get us there. To learn more about the I Choose Joy movement, please visit our website at ichoosejoymovement.com where you can find ways to get involved, download our templates for our impact cards, nominate future guests to be on the show, 
and send requests to book speaking engagements at your events. Until next time, Joy Warriors.